1: caroline stephen financial journalist our special guest on talking trading today is george ralston from ag venture capital and public markets for part two of his interview we heard from george last week and how he studied under stock market wizards mark d cook and mark Minervini. and today we talked to george amongst other things about his trade breakouts and setups the importance of being accountable for positions and keeping the feedback loop short We also hear from Louise Bedford today in Mind Power on how even Disneyland holds lessons for traders. And Chris Tate talks about the nature of success in a little trading.
0: I took my children and my family to Disneyland, and we had the best time. And one of the best rides was Splash Mountain. Splash Mountain is where you all hop into a toboggan and you go down basically a roller coaster but over the water. And it's one of those rides where they take a photo of you just at the peak of terror that you're experiencing so that you can be bonded as a family forever in terror because of the ride. The first time we did it, we looked at the photo of the four of us, my husband and my two children and me, and all of us had abject terror on our faces. We were screaming and it was just like we were being attacked. But we did the ride again and the next time, hey, it wasn't quite so scary. The photos that we looked at, we actually looked like we were having a good time. And then we did it again and again and again. There was barely any queue. We were so lucky. We just kept on going on that same ride. And in the end, we were all pulling faces and making poses and not even hanging on to the little rail. It was like we had totally relaxed into the process. We call this in psychology desensitisation. The more you do something, the easier it becomes and the less of a rush you get when you do it. That's why gamblers have to make their bet size larger and larger. What started out as exciting for them becomes mundane. As traders, we also find that we are desensitised to the markets. To begin with, it's incredibly scary. You put your first few dollars into a trade, your heart is racing, and all of a sudden you can feel that rush of adrenaline for good or bad. But the more you do, the easier it becomes. And if you're following a solid written trading plan, you won't suffer that gambler's curse. You won't suffer that need to increase your bet size, to feel something, to feel anything. You will know that the role of a trader is to be detached. And once you can become detached from the money, from the profits, from the direction that the trade is going in, after you put your money in, you will be living the trader's life.
1: Chris Tate in a little trading. How long should you persist, CT, if you're not making good profits in the markets?
2: It's a really, 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 really hard question because one of the intriguing things is one of the books I I recommend to traders that there are two books that they must keep by their bedside, Market Wizards and New Market Wizards. For the prime reason that you read them and you get the impression from the majority of traders that it often took them a decade to become seriously profitable. Yes, they had winning years, but then they gave it back and then they might have another small year. They give that back. And it takes time. Now, granted, that can become extremely wearing, and it does run counter to the message that most people get from most of the dickhead spruikers out there who say, look, give up your job. All you need is $10,000 on your credit card, and you can day trade FX, or now you can day trade Bitcoin, and you'll replace your salary in no time at all. And it does run run contrary to that. But it runs contrary to that because one is reality and the other is fantasy. And I'll leave it to each person to work out which one's which. The reality of success is that it is often a grind. Yes, there will be some people who are successful from the get-go. For the majority of people, it takes time and it takes effort. Hi, I'm Larry McMillan, author of Options as a Strategic Investment, and I listen to Talking Trading.
1: George Rolston is the Managing Director at AG Venture Capital and Public Markets. George was first introduced to the markets as a five-year-old playing share trading competitions with his brother. He's now been in the markets professionally for over 15 years and has studied under two of the great stock market wizards, Mark D. Cook and Mark Minervini. He sits on a dozen private company boards and has co-founded four AG Venture Capital businesses, including Subi. This is part two of George's interview. Do you speak to other people about your positions during the day in your office?
3: Uh, absolutely. Yep. I we have a a system within where you have to tell everyone your positions because you know it's it's easy to hide your positions, especially for the newer traders. So I I try to make them justify them, and and then I I have to justify my own because you know, we're all flawed as, as humans and sometimes I'll put something out and, and one of the guys will say, mate, that's a shocker. What are you doing? Um, and and immediately you sort of go, uh, you're right. Um, so I, I find it quite good and, and it also allows you to cover to cover more aspects. I mean, as I said, we're, we're quite narrowly focused on the stocks we want to be in, but to get pyramiding into a position, if I want to try and buy two or three or four times into it, um, you know, it's it's such a, our style is, is there's such a pivotal point to buy that, that that can be gone in five minutes, so it might be an alert that I'm not there for, or I might be filling another order, and, you know, they'll say, oh, you've got to be buying a few more APX, it's coming off the 10-day, you've got to pull back by there. So I, I think it, it does help, and I think it also, it's nice to have some camaraderie, and it's also nice to have a, a sympathetic ear when you, you need to vent.
1: Absolutely. I was talking to Peter Brandt, the charting legend, a few weeks ago and I speak to him on a fairly regular basis and he's very fond of saying that a good trade's like one of those chickens that jump up and down when people are dressed up as chickens. It's There's no way you can miss it and he's got a two-second rule. If you're using a mixture of fundamental and technical analysis and cyclical analysis, how do you determine your trade breakout and set up?
3: Well, we we have five sort of key set-ups and, and they're all really effectively the same but they're in they're in different types of the trend so you're either buying out of a base and that's where you want to be taking your first position from and not all bases are created equal it's it's probably too hard for me to explain here but you know for those that understand the jargon you want to shake out in the base you want it to be rounded you want multiple contractions you don't want it to be v-shaped you want to pivot before it breaks out so you know that all the supply is gone and it's 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 a demand-supply equation, the market, and that is the, the true fundamental. And that the best feedback for that is the price and the volume, and that's what shows. So when I'm taking an initial position, I want to be confident that all the weak hands have been shaken out. I'll start adding to that. After it moves out and it tells me that it's a good stock and that'll be by how it acts, there'll be a second point when uh, we'll try to add, and that's after its first pullback because... If it is a stock that's going to go up 100% or, or be potentially a leader, it's not just going to go up and then, and then tank. It's going to go up and it's going to be bought on the first pullback because people haven't got enough stock. And so that's your second point to add. And then, you know, there might be a bit more fine-tuning or there might be earnings or something like that where you have a different setup. But more or less, I want to be buying strength but I want to be buying strength right at the danger line, right at the point there's no supply, so it doesn't take much to push it through um, and then create that that sort of the momentum buyers coming after that.
1: What would be your final pieces of advice to traders? Give us three.
3: Um, I, I'm, you know, I guess as the interviews alluded to, I'm a huge believer in investing in yourself, Um and it's amazing you hear people, you know, not want to buy a, a software or not want to buy a, the right computer, but yet they're willing to put 20 grand into some penny stock their friends suggested. And for me, that's just crazy. I mean, if you, if you want to do this as a career or if you, you know, want to be able to look after your own money um, without really just giving it to a broker who, who you don't necessarily trust or know that well, go and learn how to do it, Read at least read the right books, go and speak to people, go to some of these great conferences they have. And, and there's not a – unfortunately, there's no easy way to make money. It, well, there's certainly one I haven't found. So it, it takes time. Um, Mark Cook actually used to say he, – he said when I got there and I'd been trading for a while, he said it's going to take you five years to really master this if you're going to take on the style. and And I think it's probably right. I mean, with a good mentor, you can shorten that a bit, but you've got to go through the cycles. So I think invest in yourself and learn correctly. There's no point learning the wrong information, Uh, and I I certainly uh, did that for a while. You know, I was out, I went and did my Masters at night and stuff, and not that that wasn't useful, but it probably wasn't the best allocation of of my time and and capital at that age. Um, And the third, third bit is... Trade the best names, trade the leaders, and control risk. And you know, you, you've got a chance if you do that. I mean, it's not that hard to put a stop loss in. And many people don't, and I I, I don't understand why. But it's just do that one, control risk.
1: What's your risk management?
3: Well, my my average loss is just under five percent at the moment. That'll slightly change, you know, month to month. But normally, sort of around the end of the year, that that'll come out as about the numbers. So. I, I have violations when i buy a stock i, I should be right that day um, and if not maybe the next day and and if it's not working i might be taken out of the position straight away um so i'm stopped out there's no questions asked otherwise there's violations and that's early signs the stock's giving me that this is not working you know again you might be wrong um, and sometimes you frustratingly get out and the next day it it rips and yes. and that's that's part of it. That, that's when you like your friend sitting next to you, so you can you can yell, and he can tell you to you know park down for a while. But um, that, that's that's just all part of it. But the important thing is is the end result of the math, and that's what I say. The guys don't worry about one trade. Do this over a hundred trades and let's see what happens because that's the reality of it. And and people get caught up in one one bad trade and and that compounds losses they'll go and revenge trade or double their position size or just start doing illogical crazy things and that's not what we want to do we want to be you know compounding compounding sort of doing the right thing not compounding errors and not controlling risk normally leads to over trading revenge trading and yeah it's a slippery slope when you go down there
1: So let's talk about that for a moment, consistency and persistence, which was something I remember Mark Cook also talking about, and some of the qualities that you have in spades to be such a good trader. What are they?
3: Well, I think with consistency, um, it allows you – your feedback loop is short. And the problem is if you're trading multiple styles, you're not getting real feedback on, on, A, what the market's telling you, because you're going, oh, great, I, I got three good day trades, but my one position trade isn't working, or or vice versa. So I think by being consistent, you know if the market's telling you you're wrong. And, and say the last month would be a perfect example of that, because it's so choppy. So if you're going in and it's not working on your first two positions, there's no point taking another 10 positions. I mean, that's just craziness. The market's telling you your style or these setups aren't going yet, or you're not following them correctly. So they're the only two things. So I'm either being an idiot or the market's telling me it's not right. And either way, that feedback is important and I can quickly adjust. So that's what consistency allows. It allows you to actually check yourself and get that short feedback.
1: What about persistency?
3: Linguistics well, think, Yeah, well, I think, you know, persistency, if you love it, you're going to do it. And, and I, I love trading. I live to do it. I, I, you know, I love coming into work every day. I, I, the guys I'm sort of helping or that are helping me. I I love seeing their success. um, And, and, you know, their failure and, and that's part of it. Um, So yeah, to be, yeah, it's not a question. I guess you, you love anything you do. And if you do it, you'll probably be good at it. If you don't, you know, take, take crazy methods and, and, in trading, that's probably the the easiest thing to do. Is even if people love it, they they just want to make make money quickly, and and we all want to do that. But that's not necessarily that the scientific method of trading. You've got to you've got to give yourself time, and you've got to teach yourself, and and you've got to teach yourself at the emotional level too, because that's normally where most traders go astray. Um, it's not an intellectual thing. Otherwise, all the PhDs, you know, would would all be billionaires. So. I think as long as you have a an average IQ and and you learn right and and you follow basic guidelines, you've you've got a chance of making it.
1: Tell us about Subi Trading Education, what it is, and when it's going to start.
3: So we'll be releasing Subi shortly. It's I guess it's a product I wanted to make for myself ten or fifteen years ago. So what I wish I had when I started and, and I've made every mistake there is. So I've tried to to build something where people can come in and if they're a professional trader or if they're someone who's wanting to learn to trade or or just to be in an environment where they can they can become better at trading. Um, so we've built a platform for that. It's got multiple sort of levels of how you can do it and it's an educational product but it's also, you know, it's a verified trading product you're seeing people live in action um, following them we're going to have a you know lots of meetups and an ability for people to interact Um, I'm actually taking three Subi people this year over to to train with the market wizard um, as sort of a prize so we're going to be putting that out Um, but yeah really it's just hopefully a community of people um, who are like-minded who who want to improve at trading and and you know hopefully have a couple of laughs.
1: And where can people go to find and look at Subi? Uh,
3: Just subi.com.
1: George Ralston, what a delight to speak with you this evening. Thank you for coming on to Talking Trading, talking about your trading journey, Market Wizards and Subi.
3: Thanks for your time and and thanks to your listeners for uh, tuning in.
1: And stay tuned next week to hear Mentoree Bob Mitchinson on Talking Trading's next episode. I'm Caroline Stephen see you next show
2: you've been listening to
1: talkingtrading.com.au with caroline stephen make sure you are subscribed to this website to receive the very latest market views commentary and expert opinion tune in next week as we've got a bumper show planned bye for now the views represented on talking trading are generally nature and do not take into account your objectives financial situation or needs. Before acting on any of the information, consider its appropriateness in regard to your own situation.